0: Wondering what your personality type has to do with decluttering? Stay tuned. Welcome to Got Clutter? Get Organized. My name is Janet M. Taylor and I am your host. This podcast is here to help you create space to attract more money, love, and happiness in your life. I want to say hello if you're a regular listener. And if you're listening for the very first time, I want to welcome you. I hope you're having a great week. Well, in this episode, we have Lori Palau from Simply Be, and she will be sharing how we can discover our personality type to conquer our clutter. I will also be sharing my product, app, repurpose, and book suggestion for this week. And my question for you this week is Does organization or perfectionism stop you from getting? Organized, but also just from getting things done. Did you know a study found that the average employee spends 1.5 hours a day looking for things, which adds up to six weeks per year? The source was Forbes. Which is why I wanted Lori Palau. She is the founder of Simply Be Organized where she writes, teaches, and works with people of all ages, helping them to declutter and work smarter. She also hosts The Organized Life, a weekly podcast where she chats with awesome guests about life, work, parenting, and the role the organization has played in their lives. When she started her business in 2009, she was a busy working mom with two little kids and a husband who traveled 80% of the time. She can relate to the many struggles and demands that life throws our ways. She realizes that sharing her experiences and offering simple and practical solutions, it may help others who are unable to see the forest from the trees. So sit back, you can take notes, share this interview with a friend, but my interview with Lori Palau. Well, hello to those of you who are listening, but also watching live. I am here with Lori Palau. I'm excited because she not only is she a professional organizer, but she's also a podcaster. So I can't wait until we get into our conversation about clutter, but also personality. So Lori, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to sit down and chat with you.
0: So what made you decide to of course one be a professional organizer but then also start a podcast
1: oh gosh so probably dumb luck on both or just ignorance <laughs> um no in all seriousness so I'll give you the the Quick cliff notes version for anybody that's listening that's maybe thinking about embarking um, on this journey for themselves. I always like to just kind of give my little origin story. Um, like many people who I think are in this industry, organizing came somewhat naturally to me. And in my past professional life, I was a executive recruiter. So I always work with people and I loved working with people. It was just a different modality. I was helping people find their motivation for job change. And now it's, it's just a different... Type of evolution in their life, so a lot of the skills and the things that I was doing were really just super transferable and basically I was i my kids were little I was my husband traveled a lot, so I always say I was like a single mom with a paycheck okay. and I was looking for a way to find a career that allowed me the flexibility to wear all the hats that I needed to both personally and professionally and I had a lot of friends who were struggling with things that just seemed like these things shouldn't matter. Like the fact that your playroom stressing you out, I get it, but like we can fix this. So I had a lot of things that I felt like I could fix quickly for people. And a friend of mine was like, have you ever thought of doing this professionally? And this was in 2009. I always like to set the stage. There was no Instagram. We were talking right before we hit record about social media and, and how we use that in our businesses mm-hmm. nowadays that was not really a thing. I mean, Facebook was really just starting to take off and it wasn't used the same way it was. So it was very like grassroots, just kind of reaching out to the people in my community. And it just kind of, the business just evolved from there. And I loved it. Um, As for podcasting, I had been, you know, back in 2009, 2010, that those were big blogging and I know I'm dating myself, but those were like the big blogging era And I didn't consider myself like a mommy blogger, but I was blogging pretty frequently, a lot of times just to get, you know, reach people from a different modality. And I had a friend of mine who's an anchor woman, because I would do like local regional TV in our, I live in the Philadelphia area. So I would go on show, you know, and do like morning segments. And I didn't really know the first thing about podcasting. I mean, I knew it existed, but this was like 2016 now, fast forward. and. She said, "Have you ever thought about doing a podcast?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> and she said, "Well, I've," I, and I was like, "I don't know anything about it." And she had a friend who was a producer, and I met with him and basically started it as a way to just take my blogs and just recycle that content in a, a in an audio form. And I had zero expectation about this at all, and then. It took off, and the rest is history. So, you never know, but that's really my origin story. And I, like I said, I like to tell it to people because sometimes the things that you just don't even think are going to turn into something really amount to something big.
0: And you're right, Lori. And you're not dating yourself because see, when I started, I was still passing out flyers. So you know <gasps> <how long. laughs>
1: Wait, Janet. I tell the story that my daughters would tell people that their mom was in the business of flyers because I would make flyers and stick them in people's mailboxes. And my preschooler was in the car seat in the backseat of my car. And I would go and put them in and people were like, what did your mom do? And they go, she does flyers. I kid you not. So trust me. I know.
0: (laughs) So Lori, what is the connection? Because this is one of your areas of expertise connection between clutter and our personality.
1: Yeah, so I very early on and again I think that this dates back to my recruiting days where I was really focused in on the motivation. What motive, motivated people for change, right? So back in my recruiting days it was do you want more money? Do you want to travel? Do you not want to travel? Do you want like there was all of these motivations for why people would make career decisions. And I looked at clutter an organization from the same approach in in an oversimplified way, right? So I would say, is your goal to yell less at your kids? Is your goal to have a calmer morning? Is your goal to have a Pinterest perfect pantry? Like everybody's goals are different. And it would be ignorant of me to just come in there and assume that what matters to me is what matters to my client, right? I learned that very early on. What I would walk in your house and maybe see as a pain point and it doesn't bother you, or you say, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. And I'm like looking around going, this is fine. Like, what do you stress out about? Everyone's got their own why. And so I started really looking at that why. And that's really was the impetus for kind of how I approached the organizing strategies, figuring it out. And then the deeper I went into that, Um, I started looking at personality and communication styles. So how does your personality, and I do a lot of work with the Enneagram. I don't know if your audience is familiar with the Enneagram, but if you're not, it's a personality typology that looks at your motivation. And there's nine main core different personality styles. And really what it looks at is the why you do what you do. And so what I love about it is it gives people context for language. doesn't give you an excuse, but it gives you context. And a lot of times with clutter, people can't articulate it. They know how it makes them feel. They feel anxious. They feel overwhelmed. They feel stressed. They feel embarrassed, whatever the fill in the blank is. But that feeling they have difficulty articulating that into like action. What do we do about that? And so the more that we can start to bring the language around it, it opens a door for communication and so, I have found that by just providing some context and asking like questions about what the value is to people because I think really it comes down to what the value is for them of what is it that you're you know what's your clutter worth, what is your time worth um and that really is what helps move the needle with behavior change because ultimately coming in to fix it, and you know this, anyone could hire somebody to come in and make your space look pretty or tidy or organized, but it's what do you do when we leave? What do you do after we walk out the door? And life happens and we all get busy and we are in busy seasons of our lives. So things are always going to fall off the wagon a little bit, but the goal is to try to in my opinion, put some guardrails in and have that communication so that clutter doesn't cause conflict and I see clutter causing conflict in relationships between parent child. I see causing re- relationship uh, like conflict between husband and wife. I just had a conversation the other day with a client of mine who just had her third baby. she's got two toddlers and an infant she works part time plus she handles all the mental load of everything in the house or the majority of the mental load. And her husband's frustrated because things around the house are disorganized. And, you know, I said, there are certain things that we can put into place, but sometimes you just need help. But where, you know, where the, the conflict is happening is they don't have the language. So starting to open the door up and provide that, I think really helps to remove some of the power. That our clutter has over our
0: lives, you know, and I agree, because as you were talking, I had a conversation with someone yesterday and, you know, they're coming together, they're going to be as a couple, they're going to be moving in together. And it's like, you know, we're frustrated because I got stuff, she got stuff. And I says, you know, you really need to have a conversation and you really need to start planning. I said, for example, you know, I've got a toaster, he's got a toaster, but then my toaster happens to match the refrigerator that we're gonna have. So maybe you know, I said sometimes it's just having those little conversations. I said, because if you think about it, when you hit a certain age, you know, you know, I'm in my fifties, I've got stuff, and I know he's got stuff. He might have three or four TVs, I've got a couple TVs. We can't bring all that stuff together. So I like the way you said, sometimes it's just about having those conversations, but also about what you said about how, you know, like we come in and we see, oh yeah, this, 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 but a lot of times those might not be the trigger points for people. And I don't know if you see this, Lori, but a lot of times people will try to straighten up before I come over and I'm like, don't do that. I really just want to see how you live. 100%. I want to create something, a system that works and flows with how you live, not come in here and try to create something that you're not going to be able to maintain. So thank you for saying that. So for somebody who may be thinking about, okay, you know what, Lori's speaking, she's speaking my language in regards to the person. So how do I understand it? Or how do I just approach it so that maybe I can start dealing with the stuff in my life?
1: Um, so I think again, for me, I'm I'm a I like to write things down, and again, whether you're writing it down pen and paper, whether you're writing it down digitally in your notes app, whatever. I think just getting it out of your head and putting it on paper is really helpful. Um, and I just tell people just brain dump it, right? Like this doesn't have to be anything. Um, but you know, being able to say like, first of all, this is what's stressing me out, and this is why, because uh, Again, it's, and I see this a lot when it comes to couples, it's like one person, the clutter is really anxiety producing. The other person is what I call maybe clutter blind. Like it just doesn't bother me. It's just not like, I don't care that the garage is a mess or it doesn't bother me that the dishes are in the sink, but it bothers you. And so writing it down and looking at it from the relational perspective is how can we, if the end of the day, our goal is we want to have a healthy relationship. We don't want to fight. We don't want to, like, it's so, it's so pointless, right? At the end of the day, we're fighting over dishes or laundry or whatever it is. So it's really about how can we as a team figure this out. And so if a, somebody comes to me, I always say, where's your pain point And what is your goal? Because that's another thing where a lot of times people know that this is stressing them out, but they don't know where they want to go. And just like if you were going to be getting in a car, some days we go out for like the Sunday drive, you know, where you're just kind of aimlessly wandering around. But if you really have a destination of where you're trying to get to, you need to have some sort of roadmap. You need to know, and there are multiple ways that you you can get there, right? You can take the highway, you could take the scenic back roads. So it doesn't matter to me, which path you choose to get there, as long as it's clear, like we want to get here and we want to have like some parameters, because again, we assume it's human nature for us to assume that people are mind readers or that they, it, why isn't this stressing them out? Or what, you know, what, why isn't this? And it's, uh, it's not always obvious. Like the, and that when I started really digging into the personality work, it was so eye opening to me to be like, wait, you don't, you don't see that? Or like certain people who are really perfectionist in nature, they're like, Wait, you don't have this inner critic that's constantly criticizing you all the time on everything that you're doing? And I'm like, no, I just do it. And if it doesn't work, I'll fix it later. And people are like, wait, what? So we just take for granted that everybody sees the world the same way that we do. And the things that stress us out should stress out other people. And it's just not so. And so, again, Figuring out what is our pain point, where do we want to go? And if it is a relational thing, doing this exercise with your spouse, you know, because again, as it, or your partner, if you're, you know, living with somebody, whatever, and you can even do it with roommates. Like these are the things like as, as a team in whatever capacity that is, this is, this is where our goal is. This is our shared vision.
0: And I like the way you said that, because that brought of us something, when a woman stopped me, we were, I was at an event, she stopped me. She said, you know, Janet, my husband just needs to get organized. And I said, okay. I says, well, what's the issue? She said, he comes home and he just throws his hat here and his keys there. And I says, well, have you ever considered getting a hook? So when he comes in the door, he can just hang his hat and his keys. And she like, huh? No. She said, thank you. And I said, and sometimes I said, you know what, it's not about, like I said, it's not about changing somebody's habits. It's just about creating something around what they already do. Well, you know, Lori, I could talk to you forever.
1: Well, (laughs) I love what you said, but I love what you just said because it, it is, it's about, and that's the thing is the simpler, the better. I think a lot of times also people make the mistake of thinking that it has to be overly complicated. And I am like, uh, the simpler, the better, like, if I'm cooking a one pot meal is you're like speaking my language. I want this to be as simple as possible. And I always tell people the end result of the the whole purpose for me of any organizing system is about the ease of retrieval. How quickly can I find it when I need it? So the quicker, the better, right? How quickly can I, because that's when it matters, right? Things aren't a problem until it is, until you need that piece of paper, until you need that fill in the blank, until your kid's running out the door and they can't find their cleats, whatever the thing is, your keys, whatever. So if you can create, if you, if we could dumb down the system, to be honest, and just make it super simple, that Those are the most successful ones that are sustainable. When you make it so complicated, that's when people are like, I I can't do this. This is too time consuming.
0: And you're so right. You're so right. So Lori, do you have like maybe one tip or two of how you stay organized? Because you are a professional organizer, you're a podcaster, you're a mom. Got the daughter. She's probably involved in the community. And I still can't, you know, I was reading over some of your stuff and I'm like, she has she has daughters that are older, because I think about them just in the car seat. So I still can't, but how do you manage it all?
1: Um, lots of alcohol. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um no, so a couple things. I I time I'm a big time blocker, so I have very specific Buckets of time that I allot to different things. Um, And it's funny, at the time of this recording, I run a big charity event in our community that raises money for pediatric cancer funding. And um, it's a great event, a lot of moving parts. And so I'm in crunch time, right? Our event's coming up, you know, in a couple of weeks right before Mother's Day. And um, the only way I'm able to keep saying, in addition to delegating and having people, which is my other thing is delegating things within my house, as well as my business and my volunteer work is being very specific. So I know that whether it's, I'm blocking two hours in the morning, I'm blocking a day, I'm blocking a portion of a day, whatever it is. I have different like Thursdays are my podcast days. So I do all of my podcasting work there. So everything else, unless it's an, Absolute total fire does not get addressed except on Thursdays. I do my volunteer stuff on certain times. I focus in with clients on certain days. So it allows me to stay organized and be able to communicate with either guests or clients of this is my availability, or I will get back to you on Friday when whatever. So I'm able to set an expectation for people because I think communication, again, is so important. So I have a plan of action of, I know, so that way I know Thursdays I'm going to come in, I'm going to sit down and do X, Y, and Z, and I can check that off. So time blocking has been huge for me. Second thing, which I said is delegating. And that is something that has come with some age and hopefully wisdom. Um, very prideful in my thirties. I'm not going to lie, you know, thirties and even in my early forties, very prideful that I had to do it all. And I had myself this false narrative, which I know a lot of women fall into as well, thinking that they have to do all the things and wear all the hats. And I tell people all the time, and especially this is true for a lot of my stay at home moms. And I don't know if you see this, but there's this false narrative of like, this is my job. So I have to do all the things. And I tell people, you are the CEO of your home and the CEO of a business does not do all the jobs. The CEO delegates, the CEO oversees things, but the CEO does not do every single thing because it's impossible. So if you want your home to thrive, whether that's delegating to your kids, your spouse, uh, a professional you know there is these are the things that have to happen and so as i've gotten older and i've practiced that muscle i've learned the things that i'm good at the things i'm not good at the things that i enjoy the things that maybe i enjoy but it's really not the best use of my time so even though i like doing it i'm it's better served for somebody else to do and um and so delegating has been a really big thing. And then the third thing, and this again, goes back to an organizing strategy, but I think it really helps with the communication piece is being very specific in my expectations. A lot of times conflict happens because we're not specific and that can happen with, it could be like, I need help. Uh Okay. What does that mean? (laughs) You know, or go clean your room. And that means I'm going to shove everything under the bed and my room is clean, but you really meant I want you to put your toys away and your clothes in the hamper. Or I need help, meaning I need you to come in and fold the laundry, but that might mean, but somebody else might take that to mean I need you to take me to take the kids and get out. So being very specific in what you want and what you need has helped me infinitely in relationships, in my business, and in my personal life.
0: And I'm glad you said that about when you ask for help, be specific because it brought to mind when I was taking care of my mother and Mm. a friend said, Janet, how can I help? And I thought about that and I said, you know what? Right now I'm short on, I need some bread and I need some juice. She said, got it covered. And she brought it over. And even though it was like something small, but That was like amazing and and major for me.
1: But it was tangible, but it was tangible. And people want direction. People want that. We underestimate the fact that when somebody asks and they don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. you are giving them a gift by saying, you know what? It would really be helpful if you could run to the store and grab this for me. I'm in the middle of my event and I need signs distributed. I needed a gift basket pickup. So I said to my girlfriend, hey, can you do me a favor? Because I know you work in that area. Would you be able to drop off a sign to this place and pick up a basket? Absolutely. She was happy to do it. It, was, it made a big impact for me. And me just being very specific and telling her what I needed gave that clarity. That is such a gift that you can give yeah. to people.
0: Yes. Think about that, people. It's a gift. It's a gift. So, Lori, how can people connect with you? Cause I mean, I, I feel like, like, again, I could talk to you all day. I
1: know. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have you on my show because we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do a, a, a podcast swap here for sure. So we're going to get you on there. Um, For all the podcast listeners, the easiest, I'd love for you to check out my show, um, which is called this organized life podcast. So it's, wherever you get podcasts. So obviously when you're done listening to this, um, head on over and, and check that out. We're also on YouTube. Um, and then for all of our other stuff, you could just go to our website, which is simply the letter B like boy organized. I'm sure you'll include it in the show notes. We've got our free resources, um, the book, all the other things that we have out there, um, to, to help you. Cause we have a lot of, you know, we, our goal here. And I know this is yours too, is you want to provide content for people so that they can have direction. They can have freedom from the stuff that's holding them back. And so that's really what, you know, anything that we can do to try to help people out there. That's what we're here for.
0: And of course, like as Lori mentioned, the link will be in the show page so you can connect with her directly and listen to her podcast. Lori, thank you again so much for your time. Thank you. So, what was your takeaway from my interview with Lori? Or what has it inspired you to start working on? Please share, and either on my social media platforms or in or on the show page. So now it's time to just transition to Taylor's Tip Time. And we're going to talk about how you can really, just some ways you can kind of conquer your clutter. Number one, schedule weekly time to ma- to maintain got a little tongue time but schedule time weekly to maintain that mean that may mean just going around the house just you know you know organizing doing little organizing things because life is going to happen you know sometimes you're gonna have clothes here you're gonna have papers there but schedule time weekly to maintain order number two get excited on trash eating. now some of you may live in um, you know Apartment complexes, condos, where your trash day is not as scheduled as someone who lives in a home. But maybe create your own trashy. Maybe like once a week, every every Wednesday night, you'll get ready to get the trash together for Thursday. But just get excited about getting stuff out your house. Number three: purge before you purchase, because as I've shared many times, 80% of the stuff we keep we never reference again. And we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. But what you want to do is you want to get rid of stuff before you start either bringing stuff in, but also before you even start buying those organizing um, products. Number four, if you bring something in, donate something. Make sure something goes out. And number five, it's like the easiest and the most simplest way to get organized. If you take something out, you put it back. That's that easy. Well, are you ready to tackle this organization, whether it's your paperwork, your schedule, or overall life? I'm here to guide you on your journey to organization. Visit my website at JanetAndTaylor.com. Schedule a complimentary 15-minute session. Take actions now and start making progress today. Well, I always like to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you for following me on social media and for your likes, your retweets, and definitely your share. Please continue to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. And also make sure you check out my boards on Pinterest, Clutter Busters, and Clutter's Impact on Your Mental Mentality, Your Mental States. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channels. And make sure you subscribe and click the bell for reminders because on YouTube, if you don't already know, are just the interviews with my guests. And if you're thinking of getting your life organized, don't overwhelm yourself. Join my Facebook group, Living Life Totally Organized. It's a community of women supporting each other on their journey to living a life that is totally organized. It's free. So join today. Each week we continue the conversation started here on the podcast. I'm going to give you a few minutes to get your dance on, you know, put your music on, do whatever you want to do. But it is Toss it Tuesday time. And this Toss of it Tuesday, it's time to toss the cookware that you are not using. And also, for those of you listening, and you may also follow me on social media, you can actually see me live on social media platforms with the to Tuesday. But so just so you'll know, you can follow me and see my Tulsa Tuesdays. And, of course, maybe it's the receipts from the expense report, the projects that were completed last week, and the documents that need to be scanned also. There is a book underneath your desk, or I should say books and boxes underneath your desk. You don't even have any clues sometimes what's in those boxes. And does the up your desk and your workspace cause you stress. Well, I have an e-course and it's called Clear Your Desk, Clear Your Mind. Whether you work from home full-time, you're on a hybrid schedule you got a small business, or you are the family manager managing things from the home office or dining room table, click the link in the show page to register. My app suggestion for this week is Mint. Mint is a financial management app that helps women keep track of their finances and stay on budget. It allows users to link their bank accounts, credit cards, and other um, financial accounts to the app and then tracks their spending and income. And I just thought I'd share that because you know sometimes when you're managing your finances, maybe your parents' finances, maybe you're helping your children with their finances. And of course, from my Amazon shop, shop check out Items that can organize inside those cabinets, from lazy Susans to nice little storage containers. Check those out. My repurpose suggestion for this week is repurpose an old bookshelf. An old bookshelf can be repurposed to create additional storage organization space in the home by adding baskets, bins, boxes, you can create a stylish and organized space for books, toys, sometimes clothes, and other items to keep them handy. My book suggestion for this week is Atomic Habits by James Clear. This book provides insights and strategies for creating good habits and breaking bad ones, helping specifically us women to stay organized and focused on our goals. And for all of you who may be deciding, you know what, it's time for you to reduce some of the book clutter, check out Audible's free trial. Again, you can click the link. You get a free copy of whatever book you want and a free 30-day trial from Audible. My quote for this week is, organization isn't about perfection. It's about efficiency, reducing stress and clutter, and unleashing your productivity. Remember that organization isn't about perfection. It's about efficiency, Reducing stress and clutter and unleashing your productivity. Well, I definitely want to thank you once again for tuning in. Please spread the word about the podcast to your loved ones and on social media followers. Show your support by leaving a review and consider supporting the podcast as an individual or business. And for more information, check out the links on the show page. And of course, visit my website at www.JanetMTaylor.com. And until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. And most of all, have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element of a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to your organizing dilemmas. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized.